0: Let's drink beer. It makes my mind clear. It takes me away from here. Let's drink
1: beer. Let's drink beer. Hope the top lifted
0: up. Drink
2: it up. Guys, welcome back to the Art of Beer. Uh, today we're doing something a little bit different. Tim and. Uh, Daniel and I decided to do a little bottle, sh- bottle share with just the three of us. So we're gonna get right into drinking some beer and I brought back a beer I just got back from Michigan, a little two-hearted ale from Bell's Brewing Company, one of my favorite beers of all time. And you're from Michigan, right? Yeah, I, I grew up there, yeah. So. Did you recall having this when you lived there? Uh, no, this beer came out after I moved away. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's a, uh, but it's a classic, every time I go home, usually drink some while I'm there, usually bring back some for
1: for friends,
0: that's always a good way to go about it. Drink yeah. some, bring some. Yeah, cheers, cheers guys. guys.
1: Good to see you guys. Me too. So what's too? I, I don't think I've ever had too hard but everybody talks about it, right? Like, yeah, it's one of those. Just um, it's
2: kind of that IPA, that American style IPA that put Bill's on the map. Um, just really easy drinking, and um, two harded because it's named after a trout that lives near Kalamazoo, Michigan. And
0: I, I oh. can see there's a trout on the can, yeah, <laughs> for sure. It is like the
1: least attractive can I've ever seen, but it's like one of the most it's popular Like orange. orange and it's got a fish head
0: on it. I yeah, it's, but
1: that's uh, well, probably good. Like you can take it, you know,
2: hunting if you're in Michigan because it's got the safety orange. And the yeah, I guess butter. like in a different
0: area, it would make. And what it, the the brewery's Bell's. Bell's Brewing Company. Yeah. Oh, nice. I remember there was a place in Detroit that I went, and it was Bell's Island. It was like right in the, what is that, the river between Canada and Michigan? Well, there's and there's a an thing. island, and it's got like a yacht club in the middle of it. Yeah. And they had a pool, and everything. we had a big party out there.
2: No, oh, did you really? Yeah. I have been there since I was a kid. There used to be a little amusement park out there. Yeah. Yeah, Bell's so, Island.
0: Some guy wanted us to help him wash off his sailboat, and we're like, we're all drunk. It was like 50 bartenders. We're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we, were there, we were messing around. He had beer on his boat, so we'd grab a couple and Spray down. (laughs) Whatever, right?
2: Yeah, it's really, I mean, when was the last time you guys were in the mainland? It's amazing when you go home, like, because I moved away from Michigan in 1998, and it's like, you get used to drinking all the beers. I go to Village, and I, like, know most of the beers on the wall and try the few new things that I haven't seen. I go home, and I'm lost. There are so many new breweries
1: all making really interesting beers, like, all kinds of stuff that's out there. What's crazy, though, it's like, you have something like this where it's been around for so long, and it's still resonates and it's popular. And then you go into like a beer shop or something on, on the mainland or any, any other state and it's just like, there's four million labels. And you, like you said, you're just like, what's cool? I was just in San Diego. Yeah. I didn't know half the beers on the shelf.
0: Yeah, if you haven't been, <laughs> you <laughs> you haven't <laughs> been to a do. state <laughs> or a city in a while, like, you know, if multiple years and you go back to a bottle shop or even just like tap handles at a bar, you're like, what is that, what is that, what is that? And you gotta catch up, so. But I mean, that's the fun part. You sit around and try all the stuff you don't recognize. Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> it, there's just there's so, so many. There's so many breweries, and and it seems like so many breweries are just con, like the the name of the game nowadays is put out a beer or two every week, and it's and it shows when you walk into these stores where you, I mean, it's like a looks like a candy store of, of label. That's why I mentioned about that label. That label is so opposite of what can labels are now. I mean, they're they're bright and and attractive, and bright, crazy graphics and and <laughs> that's <a> trout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if, it's, if it doesn't, you know, it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so. kind of like a Sierra Nevada, Pella, right? right? Like even that label is kind of bland and out of date, but it's
0: it's on the can. you got that green can, yeah. So you, can,
1: yeah. Know. you can spot that in a in a sea of you know, crazy graphics. Yeah, from the produce section, you know where that Sierra Nevada is. <laughs> like oh, store, yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and you know what, and it's and it's still like that. It's just, it, it hits the mark every time. This thing's really good, like you don't get IPAs like this anymore. They're all like- this
0: is, It's crushable.
1: Yeah, and they're all fluffed up and got too much stuff going on. And this thing's, it, it reminds me of, kind of reminds me of Sculpin in a way, where it's it's an IPA, right? It's <laughs> it's weird to say that, but it's like, it's back to like what an IPA should be. Right.
0: <laughs> not, not what it's transformed into. Yeah, I mean, not the
1: not the not to the knock any of, the, any of the new hazies, but this, you know, it's it's refreshing to have something that's sort of like grounded in... Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's one of the things that's great about these beers is like, like Sierra Nevada, Every
2: I don't buy a lot of Sierra Nevada, but every time I have one, I'm like, oh yeah, like it's one of those things where you're like, that's a great beer.
0: It's got staying power, you know, it's, it's oh, yeah. relevant in its own you know, in its own style for, I mean, what, Sierra, 20 years now? I mean, how long has this one been out for a
2: while? At least 20. So, wow. Well, we should get back to enjoying this. Um, we're going to take a little break. Why don't you guys go grab a beer and we'll come back and join us at The Art
1: of Beer. Bringing you what matters. Viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for just nine ninety five per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code A-H-I-Thing.
0: Welcome back to The Art of Beer. Uh, we're doing something a little different today. We're going to hang out with just Tim and Dave and I. Uh, we realize we do a lot of interviewing with other people, but we forgot to actually introduce you to ourselves. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, today we're going to dab a little um, a beer from Equilibrium and this is something Tim brought, so we're going to let him talk about it for a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, Equilibrium's out of New York State. And um, again, kind of like we were talking about, where it's, they brew a lot of different beers. They're known for their, their hoppy beers um, almost primarily. And that's sort of how we started bringing them in. But this is, they call it, it's like a sour IPA with watermelon and strawberry. And, sour um, IPA. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's, it's, it's got all those flavors there. And it's it's, it's, it's an amazing beer. Kind of like blew me away the first time I tried it. Smells delicious. Yeah, and the fruit's like spot on. It doesn't taste like a Jolly Rancher.
0: Not at all. Not at all. It's right? A watermelon without <laughs> wow. super sweet. Yeah. The Jolly Rancher flavor. Yeah,
1: that's really good. That on a beach, yeah. hot day, <laughs> it's
0: like it still kind of even walks the line. It's like almost like you're drinking kombucha too. It's got yeah. enough of that sour fermented. Yeah. But the sweet rolls in through it. Yeah.
2: We used to sell so many beer Beermosas at our restaurant. You know, just a little <laughs> splash of orange juice and, and uh, we did a lot of beer from Maui with it and it was just so totally crushable, like early day. I think the vitamin C helped with breakfast <laughs> <laughs> ramifications from the night before kind of thing. Yeah, But, but this is in that realm, it's delicious.
0: Well, I mean, uh, you know, we, we taste the whole spectrum here in a lot of sours and you obviously taste some more, but when do you think like you really started being able to taste more than just what was outside your, I mean, because you've been you've been involved with this for a while, so. Yeah. But I, I feel like, for me personally, I started off with one style, and then it's like you kind of hit something, and it, it takes you in another path, and then it.
1: I kind of find like everybody does that, right? Like everybody, you start off the same way, right? Like except maybe some of the the kids, maybe if you're like you're under thirty right now, or you kind of grew up in a world where there's like a zillion beer options, right? But, I think for most people, you grew up where. You're in high school or college and you know you're drinking American, you know, light mackerel beers, right? Or whatever's the cheapest, right? And everybody's, you know, playing beer pong with Bud Light or whatever, right? And then something gets introduced to you, right? And you kinda like and it's normally you you know, before it used to be something hoppy, right? And then everybody went down that hoppy road. And it just it's like a and then you you go to the most extremes of flavors, right? And I still feel people do that because they, like I did it, I was like, it was all IPA, all the time. Can
0: you, can you pinpoint a beer or a style of beer that made you kind of your,
1: shift? What was your gateway beer? Yeah. I was lucky. My brother's, my brother's a little bit older than me, and he had traveled a lot. And so he, you know, when I was not of age, but like I, he gave me a dead guy, a rogue dead guy, you know, and it was just like, I, I didn't know what to, I was like, you know, used to rolling rock and, you know, yeah. crap like that, right? Where it's like, you know, you just, it's cheap stuff and then he started giving that and then I remember I moved to LA after college and we would go down to Hermosa Pier, you know, the party and we went to this one bar because they had this, we thought it was the brand and we thought it was, like the brewery was called Arrogant Bastard. Uh, and it was two, 2000, Stone. 2001, and then yeah. And we didn't know it was Stone Brewing, we just knew like, oh it was 7.2% and it, and that was sort of the beer and we were like, we'd go to that bar just to drink that beer and it was crazy and, and, and then everything kind of steamrolled from there, where you just like, then you want to try everything.
0: I think I I I told you about Arrogant Bastard Ale uh, from Stone Brewing Company. My brother was living in San Diego, and he sent me one, and this (laughs) is probably 20 years ago. And I'm just like, oh, it's a big beer. It's got a catchy name. (laughs) And we just tanked the thing, and it was nothing like anything we drank. So it was almost, the appreciation was lost on me and my my (laughs) friends. We just, we crushed it. But yeah, we're like, high alcohol. The thing was probably gone in a heartbeat. And so now I think back, I was like, Man, like 20 years from now, somebody sent me a rad bottle like that, I'd be freaking yeah. stoked, <laughs> you know? Like, but before that, we, that thing probably lasted two minutes.
1: But when you're that age, and, and, and back then, like yeah. something that was 7.2 was just, you're just like, oh my God. And that was kind of the reason we went that. We were yeah. like, we were going there because I was like, oh, this beer's huge, 7.2%. <laughs> well, well, we've all been
0: stealing Miller Lights from our dads <laughs> and stuff, so we're treating these 4% macro brews. Right, and so, right. Something different, but.
1: And it was like flavor assaulting. Yeah. It was just like heavy, and then you, you
0: just. And I'm, a, and I'm a, a twenty year old guy. Just the word arrogant bastard. The n- name alone caught you. you yeah. It's like that's hilarious. Had the gargoyle <laughs> yeah. on the label.
1: I mean, that that brewery for that period of time, I mean, it was so made such a huge impression on no. so many, especially if you're on the West Coast. You know, so it, it was it was huge. It was massive.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, glasses are a little bit empty, so we're gonna have to refill them. We're gonna take a quick break. Come back. See you there
1: all your money needs hawaiian financial federal credit union is here for you visit hi windows hawaii trust windows hawaii welcome back to the art of beer we are interviewing each other today <laughs> so we're gonna crack another beer um this is a crowler from kohola <laughs> brewing over on maui um, so what's cool about you know the islands is we got breweries on you know every different island and they're all doing different things So this one we were fortunate enough where, um Kohola brought it over for us because you can't get this on Oahu um, So this is their fest beer um, Well, and it's just it's just cool like this this brewery started um, I got a phone call from a high school friend saying hey my buddy who I went to college with at UH is starting a brewery on Maui. And I was like, why is he crazy? <laughs> I was like, what, what's wrong with him? But you know, he, he, he was, they all went to UH together and they, he dormed with a bunch of guys I went to high school with in Wailua and, and you know, and, and he started the brewery. He doesn't own the brewery anymore, but you know, it's just, it's part of that culture here where it's like, there's so much six degrees of separation and, and how things get started. And you know, it's, and we all get passionate about it. We've all had that thought of like, yeah, Why don't we just open a brewery. You, yeah. If you do a business in
0: Hawaii. You call out to your friends. And like, oh yeah, hey. oh yeah, <laughs> cheers, cheers. So
1: and Dave, then, what was what, what got you into sort of like that next level of moving past college beers? Uh, I mean, the first
2: you know I grew up in Michigan, so a little more East Coast influence. So Sam Adams was definitely my gateway gateway beer until it was like, oh wow, beer can taste like things. This yeah. is rad. And then I think. I went down a wheat beer just rabbit hole for years. I just, like, it was the only thing I drank. I just only wanted wheat beers, you know, that texture and a little bit more flavor, but still light. Were
0: um, you
1: drinking like German wheat beers or, or like American, cause like, you know, there's that kind of,
0: like a
2: Bells on right? I don't, Bell's Oberon, right? The I don't Bell's think makes I was that sophisticated of a drinker back then. It was just like, I would, we'd go to breweries and we'd just order the wheat beer or we'd get, you know, if it was Blue Moon, it was Blue Moon. And yeah, that was yeah. the one, the most ubiquitous of course. And then, uh, And then, uh, you know, after college, ended up in New Mexico, and there was all of the influence from Colorado. And then that's when hops started coming into the thing. And and then you just, you know, you talked about you're just trying to taste everything. It's like it's the Pokemon (laughs) Go of beer drinking, right? You're just like (laughs) trying to like I want that one, I want that one. And then. it just goes down the, road, the rabbit hole. In bowl. the beer
0: world, you're never going to catch them all because there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> you <just, you're> <laughs> not even be a
2: functioning <laughs> member
1: of society. <laughs> yeah,
0: <right. laughs> yeah, so. It's too many. When
1: you when you moved here, was there was there any local beer that kind of made any sort of impression on you compared to when you were coming from New Mexico or?
2: I think we drank a lot of Maui beer when we first moved here, um, Maui Brewing Company, and then. You know, obviously, like Kona was around and things like that. Um, but it's been fun. You know, I tend, I've worked in either, I'm almost always working around food in places that I've bartended or you know, the restaurant we owned, obviously. And so I think there's a little bit more of a slant towards pair, pairing beer with food. That's sort of always in my, in my brain. Like, what, what do I want to eat with this? You know, and that kind of, or what, if I was going to be having people over for a, a party or a barbecue or whatever, and like trying to pick the beers that make sense with the food we're cooking.
0: I mean, just with cooking, I mean, you start braising stuff in beer, you know, making a sauce with it. And, you know, once you start going down that rabbit hole too, you're like, I could add this to something.
1: Right. right. Or even when you're like, when you're cooking, it's like, well, what do I want to drink while I'm
0: cooking on right. this?
1: Because if you're, yeah. you, you well, know. That's why like, you, you, get a,
0: you get a big one. So half of it goes in the pot. The other <laughs> half goes yeah. in a glass. Yeah. <laughs> like truly a child. I always talk with wine and sometimes I use it in the recipe. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the old rap uh, rap finger? Wine for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, I always, I'm always the same way. It's even if I'm grilling or something, I'm like, yeah. I, I have like in my head, I'm like, oh, that's grilling beer. Grilling beers, where it's like, I'm not actually like using it to cook with, but it's right. just like there's something I like to have while I'm
0: yeah, outdoorsy and yeah. the
1: heat's on, yeah. crushing a beer. I mean,
0: that falls right into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so you were on Kauai for a while, um, and you had a pretty good relationship with some of those brewers over there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you
2: know, it's interesting because I, I was really caught up in the cocktail. The craft cocktail scene on Oahu when we opened the Feral Pig in 2011. And really quickly, it was like when we got to Kauai, it wasn't the cocktail scene yet. You know, it's, it's come, so, like everything's come so far in the last whatever it is, 10 years. Um, but there was this really great interest for craft beers. And so, with a couple draft lines and doing some interesting things, like people would drive an hour on Kauai, which is crazy to come drink, you know, from the one keg of that beer that was on, on draft you know, at that time. So it was really interesting. I got a lot more into beer after that because it was, we got to be that place for a little while. You gotta
1: work hard for your beer in Hawaii. I mean, it, it's not easy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not easy. Right so why don't you guys go take a little easier route, go grab a beer from the fridge, come back and join us on the next one. Ashley is America's number one furniture store. We have everything you need for your home. At Aloha Kia, you know a guy. Visit us at our seven dealerships statewide. Purchase a brand new Kia using Aloha Kia Express. Purchase at alohakia.com.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Beer. Um, Don't forget, you can catch our extended versions of this show on YouTube YouTube or on any of the other places you catch your podcasts. Um, We're back with Tim and Daniel, and we're doing a little bottle share today.
0: So um, what are we drinking next, Daniel? Why don't we do, I brought one of these back from California, it's a Russian River beautification, spontaneously fermented beer, aged in wine barrels, I mean, why not, Why right? not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Spoil
1: ourselves.
0: So how, how'd you go from
1: high school beer to that? that that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a pretty wide range, it's pretty right? It's
0: crazy. <laughs> it is a wide range. So high school beer was, first of all, whatever you can get your hands on. I mean, let's be real for a second. We didn't have a lot of money. So, macro brews, whatever we had. Um, What it is is, you know, I think I just spent years drinking whatever. Cheers. Cheers Cheers to whatever. (laughs) That is funky. It is super funky. (laughs) And it's great. Yeah. (laughs) So, I I mean, it's weird, because I love stuff like this now, but 20 years ago, I wouldn't, probably spit this out.
2: Mm-hmm. Thought the beer went bad.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I drank Heineken, Miller Lite, things you could get our hands on from family members or I had older brothers so I could get some beer from them. Yeah. <laughs> so, And then I was in the mainland. I went to college in Arizona and I started trying a couple other things. You know, Sam Adams was more relevant, you know. Yeah. Also, I you know, turned 21 so it was a lot easier <laughs> to get your hands on things. And then... I went my brother was in college at Fort Collins in Colorado and I went to go see him for like Thanksgiving or something because I didn't want to fly home. And he took me to a a brewery his friend worked at and we drank a bunch of beers and it was New Belgium and I drank fat tire. And completely different from any kind of macro brewer, anything you had, and just it was awesome. I mean, dark and heavier and just but you're just still just crushing it. Yeah. And then after that I go back I go back to Arizona for, when I go back to college, and I start to notice that there's tap handles everywhere for Fat Tire. And it just became my beer. And that kind of helped me transition through to trying other things Because You know, let's, you you look at beer, when you're younger, it's color, right? You look at the lighter color, you're like, oh, that's gonna be easier drinking. Anything that's darker, you're like, "Uh, that's gonna be too heavy, I can't do it. So having something like that transition through, I I just started tasting more and more, and then kind of got stuck in. And then uh, Stone Brewing Company, uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, Rogue Dead Guy, those kind of things started coming in years later, and then after that, also you know, working in restaurants and things like that, I I ended up uh, trying lots of different liquors, wines, and then you start broadening what you look at, and the next thing I know, I'm just like pounding beers. I'm just like, oh, sour? Sure, let me try that, you know, and you just start, you're much more open to trying things, and once you realize that the beer world has, I mean, you think it was like this, and then you realize it's this. Yeah. So it's like kid in a candy store. I have spent all my time at Village staring at them. <laughs> what do I want? What
1: do I want? you know. So I think a lot of people, that's the same way. Once you get a taste of like a few things, and as long as you're s- even slightly adventurous, because yeah. you're not going to like everything. You're not going to want to like, I can't drink this all the time, right? Like it's, I don't think anybody can, um, but it's, you appreciate it, and you like it, and it's fun to try things. Yeah. And then I think some people sometimes think like, oh, it's like you have to like, Love a certain beer to, to drink it. It's like nah. It's it's like go experience it. Go try it. Well,
0: that that's that old style. Like this is my brand. this yeah. is, It's that brand loyalty that our dads. I mean, my you know, my dad only started drinking something besides Miller Lite like ten or twelve years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, that's you, you break from that brand loyalty and you become start trying all kinds of stuff. So, same with style loyalty, I guess.
1: Yeah, and there's no brand loyalty anymore. Yeah. I mean, no. you might you yeah. might have your go tos where you know. Right. Like that, that brewery always puts out like killer stuff, or or they brew the styles that you like right. better than maybe some other breweries. Um,
0: but if you go somewhere and they don't have that brand, you don't walk out the door. <laughs> you know, before we used to have people leave yeah. if they didn't have, you know, what they drank. It was yeah. the craziest thing ever.
1: You also have the choices, right? Like right. you're like, oh, if they don't have that. Well, I got 40 other choices yeah, <laughs> of. <shown. I mean, laughs>
0: right. After work, I'll crush Coors Lights and stuff. But if I go into a bar and it's after work and I just need to pump something fast and they have Bud Light, I'm like well, okay, that works too, you know? It's not, I'm not gonna be like, well, I'm just out of here.
1: There's
2: <laughs> a time and place for everything.
0: <laughs> All
2: right, and this has been great, guys. Uh, Daniel Bruce, Tim Golden, I'm Dave Power. This is The Art of Beer, thank you for joining us. We're gonna go to YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts for the extended version. Please, please join us over there as we continue this bottle share with some really great beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Hey, welcome to the extended edition of the Art of Beer. I'm back with Tim and Dave, and we're gonna just keep drinking beer because I think we're pretty good at it. So. I think that's what the show's <laughs> about, right? <laughs> I wonder we going drink. got that, that, that uh, one from Kauai Island. Kauai. It's Kauai Island Brewing Company.
1: Another another local brewery. Kauai's got two breweries, right? We got two. Kauai Beer Company and Kauai Island. Not to be. Confusing in any way. Yeah. <laughs> one's in Lehui and one is, um, this one's in Port Allen. Is it? Uh, yeah, on the west side. In the west side area.
2: It's actually perfect because if you take a boat tour to the Nepali Coast, when you get off, you're you're literally like you're, the brewery is probably closer than your car.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never been there. But again, that's kind of a fun. Like, I had a customer bring this back for us and brought a couple four pack, uh, a couple cans back. I didn't even know they were canning. I didn't um, know either. Because, again, you know, the distance of water between the islands, you can't, like, hop and skip and drive over there, right? And then all of a sudden, he came back with, you know, beautifully printed cans, and I had no idea. This (laughs) is one
0: of the nicer cans you're going to see. Yeah, Yeah, they've always done good stuff on their labels. Golden ale, light-bodied, moderately hopped golden ale.
2: Yeah. And Dave, you know, Dave got into brewing... uh, because he liked toppy beers. So when you go down there, like I'm I pretty much just stick to his IPAs, like I'll just take a flight of the IPAs, because be like, he's, so, he's so good at it, he's so oh passionate yeah, about it, know. that that's,
1: yeah. you know, that's why. That's always a fun thing, like hopping around and going to the different breweries, and if you're on the other islands, right? Yeah.
0: So yeah. How, many, how many breweries are on Kauai now? Like that's, there's... I'm pretty sure it's just, just the, the two. two. Yeah.
2: There's yeah. always talk of somebody trying to get one open further north. Um, they did just open a distillery, up in Hana, right. And there's some cool guys making some fun
1: other side projects. But for the right now, it's just the two guys. Yeah, I think I heard. I mean, there, there's always breweries in or project breweries that are kind of, and you you never know which one's going to actually open. Because I think you know, you know, at any time there's like, a, oh, this brewery's going to open, and it might be in Hilo, and then you know, it doesn't ever happen.
0: And so we should take a whole day and go to Hawaii, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can do that, right? <laughs> we we can, can you come with us, all four of us. <laughs> two, two sites, one day. We can do that. First flight out, last flight back. Good. As long
2: as they list, just, as long as they on the plane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, it's it's tough though. I mean, like opening in a, a, a business in Hawaii in general is brutal, and then you, you're opening a a manufacturing business basically. Right. I mean, it's it's twofold. It's, it's it's a manufacturing business, and it's a restaurant. You know, all of these, you know, that's what a brewery is. You manufacture a product and then you have to, like, sell it on price. Well, we also
0: talk about, um, you know, all these shipping hurdles to Hawaii, but Oahu is hard enough to get things. Neighbor islands, wait, you know, especially Kauai. I mean, things like, I remember we were opening a restaurant there and I told the chef and I was like, hey... I need another bag of limes. He's like, awesome, limes come in every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, today's Friday. I was like, so I had to go down, this, down the street to the store, but the manufacturers don't get everything every day. You know? I mean, the, the importers, so. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know that well. I mean, when you were running your restaurant on Kauai, it's like, like you said, trying to just get one keg of beer oh, yeah. would be like pulling teeth. You know? Oh, it was brutal. I was like, I just want one for the
2: island. Right. Like, I'll, I'll sell it to whoever wants it. I'll drink it myself. Like, I don't care, but it's like, yeah, it's so crazy. You know, and, and you guys, you you always talk about like how Eva's country. It's like no, <laughs> <laughs> neighbor islands so are it's another level. But.
1: And it still happens. I mean, that's why there's 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 beers that will come into Oahu, and then it, 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 if thirty cases come on into the to the state, and then it goes whoosh, right on Oahu, yeah. and there's nothing left, you know, to get transferred because it has to come here <laughs> first. Right. And then if it gets eaten up, and I'm normally a culprit oh. of that. but <laughs> Guilty. I it up. <laughs> hey, what was, one
0: thi- what was one thing that on Kauai, when you were running the feral pig, that you got that you were like, even you were shocked. You're like, wow, I can't believe I got this. Like, I got yeah.
2: three of the four kegs of life and limb that Real were in way. the state of Hawaii. Really? And I, ga- I <laughs> told Jonathan about it, so he got one. Okay. But it was like it had just released right before we opened and I was like looking at the inventory and then like, there were two I got shipped over from Kona and I was like, how does nobody know what this is? <laughs> you no, know, it's just like this epic 10% collaborative beer with yeah. Dogfish Head and it was just like this beer is unbelievable and you know, whatever it was there's nobody ounces was of it on already.
0: the
1: yeah in the state That still happens though. I mean there's beers that come in and buy it. My counselors don't know and um, I think it's hard because if you're not paying attention, if you don't have someone paying attention to your beer program, right? Which most places don't, you know, they're you know. But it,
0: it's it's, it's two part. It's you got your your beer program, and then also who's your rep for that specific company? Because yeah. different sales reps have different uh, styles, I should say. So some really push like new products, or some push like they ring the chamois Like you're oh you're a huge account for this beer. I'm gonna keep feeding you this, and you know they they get that. And some other guys are. You know they'll tell you about everything. So. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: It's tough. I mean.
2: But it's also just, that's kind of your origin story too, like with the beer in Hawaii um, newsletter. Yeah. Like yeah. you you would ask us you know what and you was, got. And it's, I'm, I'm sure it was, came out selfishly. You were just trying to figure out where all the cool beer was so you could go get a <laughs> pint of it. And but it was also great for me because it was like people could check it and they're like oh this is right. this is on draft. I'll, I'll you know I'll tap this keg on the weekend. We just got a case of these bottles.
1: Yeah. And that was like slightly before. Instagram was really sort of a, a daily communication method. And and so for for me, it, everything was disjointed. You know, you didn't know what was on tap at real. You didn't know what was, you know, at the liquor collection or whatever, right? And so it was just an easier way to figure out, like, all right, if we can just list all the cool stuff that came in for the week by location on one page and you just scroll, like, oh, cool, they have that, 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 boom, right? And nowadays you can do that with Instagram. So what-
0: uh, talking about Instagram, I, I, I know you've got all the, what is What is one like Instagram site that you would like that? Uh, Instagram sorry, profile that kind of still does that? Do you have anything that sticks out? I know you follow. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the beer world, you're, you're there. But something for Hawaii and the state. I mean, essentially, Village Bottle Shop is that, <laughs> it's that site. You know, it's, if you yeah. want to know what's coming out, you go to Village. But is there anything else you can think of on the top of your head where it's like a cool reference for people to look to see who has what?
1: No, it's hard because then it's like now it's like Instagram. Eat, like, every account's on there, so you end up following like 400 or 500 or 1,000 breweries, right? And then you just like, and they're all putting out 10 beers every month, right? So you just like a flood of information. So even for for me, it's like, like I said, I was in San Diego and I'm like, I didn't know half the stuff. Cause there's just no way that, you know, your mind can process all of that information and all the new things and all the different beer names and all, you know, you just, you can't. And so that's why it's become so much more hyper local, but in Hawaii is a little different because you know, we can't be hyper-local just because we don't have enough breweries. Um, And even though people always think like, oh, there's plenty of breweries here. It's like, no, it's still (laughs) not actually, right? Like when you really think about it. So that's why sort of the beer, I I call them imports, whether they come from out of the country or from another state because they're being brought in. But that's why those beers still resonate so much here because there's still a thirst for other things. So when you, like, like, equilibrium, we ca- tapped earlier, right? Like, that's New York State. Like, right. But people, it comes in and people get stoked on it. Or like, if Bells ever comes to the state, right? Like, that's going to be like, oh, cool. If you're from the Midwest and you had it before, you're going to be stoked on
0: it. Um, so we're talking about, um, you know, breweries in Hawaii and how we have a bunch of them, let's talk, I, we got something from one that is no longer around. So yeah. I think we should definitely yeah. celebrate it. So let's crack open smoking that. Smoking cannon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is from Stubom and Stonewall. Um, it's uh, like he's like Dana said. Like they're not they're not open anymore. They they closed down. Um, unfortunately, I think you know uh, for whatever reasons. But it's tough. I mean, it just goes to show you that you know. And they made really good beer. Um, Darren, owner, awesome guy. I think everybody who's met him has always like really loved them. Um, everybody loves him. Yeah, it, you know the nicest guy, and he really. Um, I mean, look at that thing. It's like, it's beautiful. But it's just tough, you know, and it's, it's a tough environment. Obviously, they had to go through the pandemic um, and kind of struggle through that. Um, but just opening a brewery here doesn't like guarantee success. Right. Um,
0: it's a, the startup cost in a brewery is probably... Cheers. Oh. oh, yeah. Probably a lot more than just a regular restaurant.
1: Absolutely. Because again, if you think about it, as a brewery, it's hard to just open a straight brewery here and you know you have to be able to sell your product, right? So you're actually opening, you're, you're jumping in, you're putting your feet into two areas. You're, you're manufacturing business and manufacturing in Hawaii is, is crazy because everything you use has to be shipped in. Like malt, hops, like the only thing that's here is your water, right? Equipment, like if something breaks, it's not like you can go to the Granger store or wherever down the street and it's here, right? It's not like you're in Los Angeles or some, sometimes like you were, we were just talking about your ice maker, right? We found, we found that out about the ice for yeah. the restaurant. The you can't just get was,
0: There was none on island and there was none, there was no ETA for when right. it was gonna be available on the mainland to ship to us. So right. we went months going to Hawaiian ice every day, buying ice buying every ice. single day just just operate a restaurant.
1: Yeah, so if you, have, if you have this brewery, which is a manufacturing company, right. And then you got to turn around, manufacture a product, and then you got to operate a restaurant.
0: Right. Which is like brewpub side to it. so You still still need a grease trap because you. got Yeah. You still need ovens. And two
1: incredibly risky like business ventures, right? Like running a restaurant alone is a like incredibly risky, low uh, positive like sort of outcome industry. There's
0: so many good beers out there, but it's very important to support your local beer brewery and brewpub. So. Get some beer, get some food from them as well. Because yeah. they all need, the, everybody needs a little help.
2: Buy the t-shirts.
0: Buy, buy the, the t-shirts. t-shirts, buy the hats.
1: <laughs> That's why they sell merch, man. <laughs> <laughs> merch are the um, the higher profit margin
0: items, you know. Not to mention when you're ever there and you see them and they're, they're doing crawlers, they fill it straight from the tap and you take it home and finish it. It's always a great idea. And it's a great thing for the brewery and it helps them out a lot.
1: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's incredibly different. And then you got power costs here, yep. like it's, <laughs> out of this world so I mean labor yeah so a lot I mean when you re- if, if you're if you're in Hawaii or you're coming to Hawaii traveling and you see a brewery like those places are labors of love like they're not people don't do them yeah. to get filthy rich like they're not they, they're not starting like a Facebook like hopefully make they're gonna make a billionaire's one day. it's like they're doing it because they want to they, they freaking love what they're doing
0: and they, and they have 90 <laughs> hours a week to commit to it. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs>
1: like it's it's not something you do for the faint of heart because it's just like you're not you're not making a ton of money and you're working your ass off but you know and if you don't love it it's just you know so
0: this is delicious yeah it's fantastic beer (laughs) you know
1: and that being said i
2: think most of the breweries that we know like they're putting their aloha in a glass and letting everyone drink it you know 12 16 ounces at a time and that's a pretty that's a pretty rad place to be like if you're going to do something 90 hours a week That's not a horrible thing to do.
0: Yeah, you you talk about like artists and, you know, how they put everything into their art. And I I view beer making as that as well. It's it's definitely an art and it takes a ton of your time, a ton of your attention, tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. And then when you see, you know, if if you're making paintings and somebody buys your painting, you're just like, okay, well, it's gone. I'll never see it. But in a brew pub, you're making this beer and you look around and people are just drinking it and just smiles and laughter. And you can see that oh my God, this is delicious face on some people. And that's like, you know, that's, pays for itself right there, you know?
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's cool to see, you know, but I think like you said, that's why it's so important for people to like, when the brewery is there, check them out. I mean, you know, they also got to live and die by their products. So, I mean, if, if the place isn't making a product that is going to like attract people or is good, then, you know, it's not going to survive. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not just a blanket like complete support regardless of quality, but you know, there are ones that if you find that, you know, stoke you out then yeah.
0: and you merchandise, buy their merchandise. Buy normally most places don't have my size, you know, I'm never not going to find a t-shirt for myself. But I buy it for <laughs> my friends or I send stuff to my brothers and things like that and buy merchandise from people and it, it helps tremendously.
1: Oh yeah. Plus
0: you wear it on it's just free advertising for the brewery whenever somebody sees oh. Free
1: marketing. It, it's cool to see photos of of whether it's like my place or other breweries and then you see it on like Instagram or some of the social media places and it's like someone's wearing a t shirt in North Carolina. And you're <laughs> like, how the hell did someone buy a t shirt in Honolulu and now they're like somewhere in like North Carolina or wherever. Yeah, but don't complain about it, man. You have the best bottle selection in the t shirt No, but
0: that's
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's just so cool to see, you know. It's like I had a I had one of my best friends was at the Firestone Invitational and he was walking around with a village shirt and then he walked up and you know, it's a big beer festival, Paso Robles, and another guy standing right over there. Big old village shirt, and he's like, I gotta go talk to him. So he calls well, me, it's like, yeah. Hi. And the guy, the other guy was like, Oh, I was just there.
0: <laughs> you know, it's which is like, the cool. same thing here. If you ever wear something, a T-shirt from the mainland yeah. from a company, and you walk past, and it's from Ohio or whatever, and there's somebody walking the opposite direction, and they're from the hell like, yeah. man, I'm, I drink there all the time. Yeah. You know, and they <laughs> stop you to talk to about yeah. it, and it, it is, it's a yeah,
1: <laughs> it's it's a cool sort of like. It's a big community, but it's small, you know, and it's it's a it's a small world, and it's really cool. So, works. yep. Well,
0: well, we're gonna wrap this one up today. We've had a bunch of beers. We're gonna open some of these, aren't we?
1: Uh, Afterwards, we're gonna, our
0: we're gonna turn the cameras off. We drink, <laughs> we're gonna drink the rest <laughs> of them. <laughs> but this has been the Art of Beer. We've been talking with Tim Golden, Dave Power, and myself, Daniel Bruce. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.